We will get to the Duggar stuff in a moment, I promise. <laughs> this is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. And let me give a huge shout out to some of our more recent contributors. Uh, thank you to Daniel, Aquila K, Dave M, Bill C, Cassie B, Jeff P, Nico M, Tananda, Rochelle W, Michael S, Kate H, and Lynn Jackson from Albany, New York, who said, use my full name. Hell yeah, Lynn Jackson. What's you. up, bud? Uh, so much to discuss. Oh, let's not forget, if you want to listen to a version of this, it's also on YouTube, if you're interested in that. Mm-hmm. And if you give $5 a month on Patreon, uh, you get access to a bonus episode as well. Yes. Where do we begin? Well, I want to begin by saying I got my booster yesterday, and when Heaven asked if we could record tonight, I said, I don't know, I'm feeling kind of shitty, and he was like, but I want to talk about Jim Duggar. So here I fucking am. <laughs> Josh, and we will. Oh, Josh Duggar, Josh motherfucker. Duggar. Who's Jim Duggar? Jim Bob, Do- oh, is Jim his Bob dad. the dad. We'll talk about that, too. Let, aye, um, aye, before aye. we get to the Duggar, I'll just give a quick personal announcement. Oh, yeah. I've spent more than a decade writing a blog on patheos.com, which at its inception was kind of like a hub for people of all faiths or no faiths. And they've been really good to me. I've been there for 10 years uh-huh. plus. Um, my last day writing for them will be next week. Whoa. After which I'll take like a two-week hiatus right on Substack, right on uh, Twitter, wherever else for a couple of weeks. And in early January, uh-huh. myself... And a whole bunch of other atheist writers, not just bloggers, but a whole bunch of other people who are connected to secular thought in some way are launching a brand new site. I'm like not legally, but ethically forbidden from telling you more about it. Uh But for anyone who is interested in learning more about that, I will post a link in our show notes here. It's launching uh, early January It's big. It's been in the works for a while. I've been able to see a little bit behind the scenes of how it looks. It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I wouldn't have left unless, you know, something really interesting is pulling me there. Uh And it was a it's good. So I can't wait for that to launch. It'll be weird to take like a little two week break from Atheos of all places. They've again, I it's not like they're telling me to say this, but they've been super nice. Never, never censored me. They let me just do whatever the hell I wanted for 10 years. And to it's be weird fair, to weren't you like that. the biggest draw on their Pathias platform? So that grants you a little wiggle room. They but- could very easily have said, stop being a dick. They didn't, even when I said stuff about people they probably like. Yeah. But, but yeah, congratulations. That's very, thanks. very exciting. I'm stuff. excited to tell you more as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, even the name I'm supposed to hold off on until later. So <laughs> yeah. I'll announce it on here when we know more. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Josh Duggar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems to have taken up the entire day today, but here's the broad strokes if you missed yeah. uh, the gist of the story. A couple of years ago, federal agents went to Josh. Josh Duggar is the eldest of the 19 kids, kids and counting, counting. Duggars. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the oldest. He runs a car lot, like a used car lot or a car sales mm-hmm. job. Fine, whatever. Feds came to his business mm-hmm. in 2019 because they had reason to believe something was up. And we didn't know what the deal was at the time. There were just tweets like, why are there all these cops oh, at yeah. Josh Duggar's car lot? Really quick. Um. 
does he have designs to run for office? I feel like I remembered him trying no. to like enter into the Hold public that sphere. Thought. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll get to There's that. There's Ad Duggar, who is oh, oh Jim Bob oh, wants to do something. There are many. There are many Duggars involved, but they came there. No one knew why they were there, and mm. what we learned later is the feds had reason to believe he had downloaded illicit material involving children. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's messed up. They. <laughs> Seized his computers. They seized his phone. Generally, this activity is frowned upon. Am I correct in the uh, Christian yes. community and the secular world? And all communities. Okay, really. just want I just want but to verify, especially the conservative Christian community. Sure. Um, in according to some news reports, or maybe it was the police report that they filed that day, when they said, "Hey, we are taking all your computers and your phone," Josh Duggar apparently blurted out. What is this about? Has anyone been downloading child pornography? No. He said that. No one suggested that. He just blurted that one out. There's no way that's how it went down. That's how, like... I'm pretty sure that is how it went down. (laughs) And what they eventually discovered is that on that computer, Mm. if not, like, they don't have a video of Josh looking it up. Right. But on that computer, someone had used a, uh, like, the Tor browser to access the dark web and download this illicit content. Also on his computer, which we also learned later, um, a Christian accountability software called Covenant Eyes, which is designed to, if you access a porn site, it sends like a little alert to whoever your trusted person is that says, this person is doing this and you need to stop him. Um, But apparently Josh knew enough or somebody Uh knew enough about computers to override the filter or escape the filter. But what that tells me is that he and at least one other party knew it was happening and knew it was a problem to the point that he needed an accountability buddy. Usually when Covenant Eyes is installed on your computer, Uh it's because you believe you have a problem and you want a buddy to stop you. Right. So he very well could have been in on that. But two things. It tells us the program doesn't work because right. you can get around it. Right. And two, someone knew how to get around it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and eventually, but yeah. This means it was not Josh Duggar. Josh Duggar's like dirty little secret that only he knew about it. At least one other party was aware of this someone going on. Someone knew this guy likes watching right. porn, which whatever, dude, do your thing. But someone knew in the conservative Christian world, okay, you watch it and you need help with it. Oh, And you wait. need... Like, your wife needs to know if you're doing it. So if you access a site or you're tempted, your wife's going to know. Oh, you're positing that he might have gone to his wife or somebody else and been like, I'm into porn. I'm going to do this blocker. Yes. Did not disclose I'm into kitty porn. No, no, no. I think, here's my interpretation okay. of that. He enjoys the porn. All right, I don't care. Sure. Uh, his wife or someone in his family circle says, this is a problem yeah. worthy of everyone's attention. It's not. Yeah. Um, so they install this software so that if he logs onto a website mm-hmm. that he shouldn't be on, they get an alert saying he's doing this. This is supposed to be with everyone's consent. Mm-hmm. And in theory, Josh Duggar is like, I don't want to look, but I'm tempted to look. Yeah. And they intervene and stop him. Right. So everyone's on board with this. I have a problem with adults having to use babysitter software like that, Uh but okay. But apparently someone knew how to get around that, so it wasn't... The software didn't get tipped off when he's doing this stuff on the dark web or whatever. Okay, so that's one other tangent Mm -hmm. to this story. Um, Eventually, what we learned through police reports, through the trial that eventually happened, is that the feds on the computers that they seized 
found over 200 illicit images involving children. They knew that someone had viewed them. Mm. They knew someone had tried to delete the files. And here's the thing. During the trial that took place over the past couple of weeks, his defense kept saying, all right, fine, it's his computer, but it doesn't mean he did it. You don't know that he's the one that did it. Maybe someone someone parked in the parking lot of the car lot and like remotely did it. And you guys are blaming the wrong guy. That's happened to me so many times. <laughs> Very it's embarrassing every time. The number of ways you have to work around mm-hmm. the obvious conclusion right. was apparently too much for the jury. So today, uh, Thursday, a jury found him. He was charged with two counts. He was found guilty of two counts. And he pled of, not guilty? Uh, he did plead not guilty. Okay. But they found him guilty of... Uh, on account of downloading child pornography uh-huh. and possessing child pornography. Each of those charges uh, is up to 20 years in prison. Jesus. And uh, a $250,000 fine. So, wow. all things told, he now faces up to 40 years behind bars, up to huh. a $500,000 fine. And to anyone wondering, like, who's like, he's totally going to, like, yeah. s- escape of and get away um, there is a minimum. I think, don't quote me on this, I think the minimum is five years on each count, which means something's happening. So you're telling me that judges use mandatory minimums for not low-level drug offenders because I won't <laughs> have it and I've never heard it. Yeah, so something's going to happen. The sentencing, the judge said, uh-huh. will take place in four months. Uh, in that time, he was taken back into custody, so he's not just free to roam. Good. Uh, so interesting Interesting so that one Duggar is behind bars. I know the jokes were. Is it uh, nineteen years and counting? Oh, that's a good one. Yep, uh, we're down to eighteen kids. They lost one now. Like whatever Pretty you want to put as it. Well. Uh, all of this, by the way, everyone who got to the reason he's a name. In case you've forgotten, because this goes back so long, uh-huh. he was the eldest child of this quiverful conservative Christian family. They appeared on a show that was eventually. TLC show called 19 Kids and Counting. Mm-hmm. I think it started out as 16 or 17 Kids and Counting uh, and then like that. bumped up as the family had more babies. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't use any sort of birth control because I think that's an affront to God. Whatsoever. The quiverful thing You're is You're married. A- you married young. Start having yeah. kids and every kid is a blessing and nothing can possibly go wrong yep. with any pregnancy. And ever. the quiverful is a reference to children are your quiverful of, of arrows yeah. with which to fight Satan, I believe. Uh, something like that. Um, the reason <sighs> TLC canceled 19 Kids and Counting is because Josh Duggar, it was found mm-hmm. when he was younger, had quite literally molested four of his sisters and I think one of their friends. Yeah. Uh, his whole family's like, it was just, you know, youthful yeah. indiscretions. And how old were they? Uh he was old enough to know better. Wasn't he like a tween or a teen? Yes, yeah. I believe so. And the girls were younger. Um, yeah, I don't think he was like a seven-year-old confused. And, and I think when that happened, the family heard about it. They knew about it. They sent him to like Christian counseling. Which and that didn't work, you're telling didn't me. Didn't do anything. Can't believe and it. And then, remember way back when, that website Ashley Madison got hacked and the passwords leaked? Yes. And he was like patient zero for we figured out what the I hackers found. I forgot about And Gawker that. revealed Josh Duggar was one of the names in the database. Yeah, it sure and was. So there was that. 
Um, and that's before. So TLC not oh, only those canceled. Were simpler times, weren't they? TLC canceled the show with the whole family, but yeah. they're like, oh, but you make us so much money, this family. So they had a couple of the daughters yeah, do a do. spinoff show called Counting On. Counting On. Um, that did not involve Josh Duggar, mm. but did involve them. I think Jessa, um, maybe? I don't remember. It really bugs me that they all have J names yeah. and none of them is named Jessica. It really <laughs> feels like an affront and a personal attack. And now TLC, after this trial, the recent one, oh. they canceled that show as well. TLC now has no relationship oh, with so the Oh, so you said the Duggar family name is poisonous? <laughs> yeah. Um, to answer your earlier question about politics. Oh, yeah. One of his brothers ran for, I believe, Arkansas State House last oh. year in 2020. He lost. Which one? Jeffy? Uh, Josiah? J. Uh, lost that race. Jable? Jable. A Democrat beat him, which is kind of amazing. Good for her. Wait, hold on. Say that again. Who um, be- a, a Democrat beat him? A Democrat oh, that, beat the I was Duggar. still trying to think of dumb James. And right now, Jim Bob, <laughs> yep, that's his name. That's the father of this whole clan. Uh-huh. Jim Bob is running for Arkansas State Senate on a platform of family values. His well... child has just been found guilty of not family values. What do you think family values means to him now? It means they have a big family and shut the hell up. Ah, I see. (laughs) Can you imagine being Jim Bob's opponents, Republican or Democrat, in this race right now? Like, how quickly do you think they were like, I need to make an ad Yeah, oh my God, so quickly. (laughs) I need to know what kind of person has a lovely name like James Roberts and decides to, or James Robert and decides to go by Jim Bob. <laughs> that was his first poor decision. And then he made, from my count, 20 more. <laughs> I have not heard <sighs> other outside of, we respect the legal system, we will appeal the ruling. Besides those predictable <gasps> responses, I have not heard his family say much. I have not heard this sort of persecute i mean granted i was not really on online much today i was sleeping for most of it but i when i was scrolling through i didn't see a ton of um like oh he's being persecuted oh it's a rigged yeah whatever um, here's an example uh, we've talked about activist mommy her name is elizabeth johnston oh, i believe I hate this um, lady again art if you know nothing about her arch conservative mm-hmm. very evangelical uh also lots of kids even she was like oh this is horrible for the victims mm-hmm. like this is what do you all think of this she didn't say you know, curse the Duggars. Right. It's just like, what a tragic situation. All right. I mean, okay. even they I are mean... not defending the guy. Yeah. Um, I just want to, uh, another thing to point out, Josh Duggar and his mother a few years ago taped robocalls in Arkansas oh. to get people to vote against trans rights in their local community, partly because that. they said trans people were a threat to children. Yeah. Yeah. That's ironic. Hi, eh? Josh. Um, other stuff. Oh boy. Uh, oh, I I have to mention this. Yeah. Uh, was Josh Duggar involved in politics? He didn't run for office himself, mm-hmm. but he was a conservative activist. He spent years running the lobbying arm of Family Research Council, okay. which is very much a Christian right group. Sure is. He there's just search online for pictures of Josh Duggar with. With in quotation marks, yeah, you will find Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, yeah, or fu- and you'll anyone follow him, you want. and he will be tweeting them all for the next I conceivable future. <laughs> and again, it's it's not fair to like say, oh, Ted Cruz has a picture with Josh Duggar. Of course, they didn't know no. about this stuff. But the point is, this guy Josh Duggar was active in conservative circles, right? And the, I think yes, there are victims here, unknown victims of whatever the hell he downloaded, uh-huh. but also the whole 
arc of his political career Mm -hmm. has been conservative Christians like me or the true patriots. The world is a better place with people like me in charge. Mm -hmm. You got to get non-Christians out of office. You got to get LGBTQ people out of office because they're dangerous. Um, Well, look at their family values. Mm -hmm. It's garbage. It's not just garbage. It's like hideously illegal. Yeah. It's so much worse than everything they accuse trans people, gay people Mm -hmm. of. And this is the thing I think is worth highlighting. This is a Christian right activist Mm -hmm. who constantly talks about how horrible the other side is. And I am not saying Christian right people are suddenly jumping to his defense. Mm -hmm. I don't think they are. They're horrified by this. Mm -hmm. But also he was awful before this trial. Totally. Like, they were fine with him before this trial. They were, they were fine with him after the molesting thing. There was a headline making the rounds today of what Mike Huckabee said after the molestation accusations came out. What they where Mike Huckabee was like, they were childhood hear- indiscretions. Oh. It's like, let it. People are, that's where the persecution vic, uh, claims came in. They're going after this family because they're good Christians. Yeah. Every family goes through stuff. It's like, yeah, with this one, well, no yeah, one's my family it. has gone through stuff, but it generally was non-sexual in nature because we're related to each other, and that would have been inappropriate, Hemet. Oh. And you know where I didn't learn that? The Bible. Never read it. <laughs> never fucked a sibling. What? Congratulations. Thank you. I'm not sure why I allowed myself to be recorded saying something stupid like never that. Never going to be used against you. I also, by the way, <gasps> yeah. he and his wife, Josh Duggar and oh, his he's wife. married. Not only married, yeah. they have like, a bunch of kids, more than five. Uh, well, they're a vital people. I think people. she just had another one. Like, just had. I know we talked about this last week. Imagine if you're her at this point, because, like, look, I, I do not want to cast judgment on her. She didn't do the thing he did. Yeah. But defends him and has defended him, which, okay, you can let that one go. That's what they're supposed to do, I guess. But there's no way out for her right now. No. Because in her world... You're married, mm-hmm. uh, and now you no cannot divorce. get divorced. She's stuck. I don't know what support system she has. I'm sure she has a gazillion I options. I think she I has some she sisters-in-law who right. can help her out. Right. So, like, I hope for the kids' sake they have the help they need. Right. Um, but there's so many questions. Like, how many of these people covered for this guy when they shouldn't have? I, yeah. You know? I, it's again, it's not like this is brand new information. We knew he was a garbage person years ago, right. and he still is. This just confirms mm-hmm. the fact that he is a garbage person. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, this whole story, like, don't get it wrong, we are reporting it with a certain amount of glee, which is simply associated with the fact that people like this act like they're morally superior that, to everybody when they have the same amount, if not more, skeletons in their own closet. But I do want to cap by just saying, like, I hope the victims of his molestation have been gotten the help they need and not in a pray until something happens way and a like, you know, somebody with some letters after their name they can talk to. Um, And Jesus, I hope that motherfucker rots in hell because there was a conservative writer who responded to the verdict Uh, She said this. I'm not naming her. It's not important. But she said, if if your biggest takeaway from the Duggar case is that he's a Republican or a Christian right activist or whatever, then you don't actually care about the children he abused. Mm -hmm. You care about you and your ability to get retweeted. And that makes you gross. 
To which I say, no, I no, it's not no. that he's a Republican. He should be called out no matter what he is. Yeah. But my concern here is that this guy presented himself mm-hmm. as a conservative Christian, as a Republican, with unearned moral superiority. Yeah. That's what their whole We're thing all- is. And Republicans use that lie to target. They've used it to target Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. who's a Muslim congresswoman. They use it to target LGBTQ people. Like, they do that all the time on the basis that we are the only moral people out there. Right. And it's always, so It's so often, mm-hmm. there are people who are the ones in the news for these types of reasons. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's also a lot less supervision when you have families like this who don't you know, send their kids to public school or probably have that much association with like outside of their church. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, if you send a kid to school every day, you'll notice, a, you know, a lot of teachers will notice changes in behaviors or signs of abuse. But if they don't leave their house, that's less likely to happen. And if we pretend that they don't deserve, or, you know, they don't, aren't under the same onus of the law as the rest of us, then we have, you know, incest that nobody would have known about it's who else who knows what else went on that house yeah i want to jump to a tangential point here this is there was a survey released uh by axios uh this week here's here's the bottom line of it and i've heard a lot of hot takes on this from both sides so here's what they said five percent of republicans said they would not be friends with someone from the opposite party only five percent of republicans compared to 37 percent of democrats one more 71 mm. percent of democrats said they would not go on a date with someone with opposing views versus 31 percent of republicans That's and an the reactions discrepancy. the reactions here was like republicans saying we are more tolerant. We are the ones who are tolerant here, not Democrats. Uh, the tolerant left. <laughs> and my reaction was like, well, first, why would we want to be friends with people yeah. who su- oppose civil rights, yeah. who support whatever, autocracy, who vote for Trump? Like, I don't want to be friends with you. I wouldn't want to date you. What is the, I mean, what's the flip side of that? Mm-hmm. What are their complaints about Democrats? You shouldn't have, I mean, look. We have gay friends. <laughs> and so, and brown friends. Yeah, it's 30% of, again, 71% of Democrats, uh-huh. more Democrats say they would not go on a date with the Republican. Yeah. That number shrinks to 31% when it's Republicans. But again, part, I know this sounds arrogant, but it's like, what do you have a problem with us about? Yeah. We have so many reasons to have a problem with you. So I, this is not, to me, about inclusion or we're more tolerant or something on the right. Yeah. It's we have a lot of reasons to not want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. This is, it's one of the reasons I get mad whenever I hear anyone suggesting bipartisanship or be friends with people who don't share your political views. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not a little game for me here. That's I'm exactly not, right. I'm not excluding them from my life because they voted for someone. Mm-hmm. It's because of what they believe as a result of that. Yeah. If you're that intolerant, if you're that hateful, if you don't care about these important issues, I don't need or want you in my life if I can help it. Yeah. So I was going to say, Hemant and I have no shortage of friends already, but Hemant, does not, but you have me. And I have one presumably, friend. Presumably, is it me? Yes. What about your wife? Is she your friend? Oh, no. Oh. 
We're legally obligated to be friends. You joined. There's a contract involved. <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting to see Republicans acting like they won something when this survey results came out. Yeah, like <laughs> whatever. I no, it just I don't want to. I don't want to date somebody who's inherently racist. Sorry, mom. Or who, if you're not racist, you don't seem to care about racism because the racists are running amok yeah. in your world, yeah. and you don't seem bothered enough by that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, then I don't want anything to do with you. I asked that- Mikey if he believed in evolution on our second date. <laughs> Listen, these things nice. matter. <laughs> and look at us now, 12 years later. All right, you 12? talk about, evolution. All I talk about is evolution. We do have a Darwin poster in our home. It's <laughs> art. Uh, let's talk about the Supreme Court. Oh, God. They had a case this week. I'll give you the backstory of it, but the, the reaction to the Supreme Court case that was heard this week that mm-hmm. was not about abortion... Um, was, well, this isn't good, which is a constant theme for the Supreme Court. Sure, sure, sure. Here's the backstory. The case is called uh, Carson v. Macon. But uh, here's the quick backstory. Uh, Students in Maine are guaranteed free public education until they graduate high school. It's written into their constitution. But in some rural parts of the state where they don't really have any local schools, students do get an option of attending a private school and the state will pay for it. Yes, I remember speaking Assuming they're accepted into the private school. The state law, however, says the school has to be secular in nature. Uh, Taxpayer money cannot be used to pay tuition at at a religious school, which makes sense. But that's what this lawsuit is about. A few families represented by right-wing groups, they sued. They said it's illegal for Maine to deny funding to Christian schools if these students want to attend them. Mm -hmm. And the schools met every condition laid out by the state for a tuition reimbursement, except for the religion part. They were Mm -hmm. religious. State said you'd get no money from us. And so that's what this lawsuit is over. Um, I should say Christians lost earlier versions of this case But last year, the conservative majority, I think this is before Amy Coney Barrett, but they still had a conservative majority. uh, They decided a case called Espinoza v. Montana Department of Revenue, where they basically said if a state offers funding for private schools at all, Mm -hmm. they have to include religious schools in the mix. Interesting. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Depends on the specific rules of each state. Mm-hmm. But they said you can't just say religious schools are out of the running here. So once that decision came in, they filed this case again. This time it did make its way to the Supreme Court. Okay. That's the case that was heard this week. Um, and what's scary here is even all the lower courts the whole way are like, no. Like, the state's fine. They don't have to give you money for anything. Yeah. Uh, atheist groups told the Supreme Court, like, you got to uphold the earlier decisions. Overturning Maine's law would violate legal precedent. There's nothing in the Constitution about public funding for religious education. Maine's tuition program is already neutral toward religion. Mm-hmm. They don't say you could give it to a, this type of school, but not that one. Right. Um, the arguments, uh, you could argue, would show hostility toward atheists. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other things like taxpayers should not subsidize religious teaching. Mm-hmm. All of this. There's so many reasons to keep the law as it is. Um, but I'll read a quick... Uh, no, I won't. Basically, <laughs> the conservative justices on the court, if you look at the questions they were asking and the sorts of things they were curious about, mm-hmm. they're very clearly trying to say there's no reason Maine can exclude religious schools here. Um, 
I should say there's one possible out that we haven't discussed, which is the schools in question, the schools that the kids filing the lawsuit or their families wanted to apply to. If the state gives them money, the state gets to do some oversight into making sure kids are learning what they need to learn. A lot of private religious schools don't want that oversight. Sure. In fact, the two schools in question right now are like, we don't want the state's oversight. Really? And there is a rule that says if a Supreme Court case decided one way or the other doesn't even impact the person filing the lawsuit, then we can just oh. walk away. Like it doesn't. So it's a non-starter. It's a non-starter. Clarence Thomas even brought that up. Like, why hmm. should we even take on this case? Before saying, like, all right, let's take it on. They don't have standing? Would that be what uh, that is? I, you know what? That wasn't the word in this particular case. I forgot the technical term. Okay. I don't know if it was standing or not. But there is an out. They could take that sure. route. But if they actually rule on this, it doesn't look good. Um, uh, let me turn to Carolyn Mala Corbin, who's a law professor who wrote this for NBC News. Again and again, the conservative justices on Wednesday returned to the idea that paying for private Secular schools, but not private religious schools, amounted to invidious discrimination against religion, as though Maine had no right to choose to support secular education only. Dot, dot, dot. It seems the Supreme Court may well eliminate the distinction between religious use and status and all that. Like, huh. they're, they're all, all the church-state separation groups are like, they're totally gonna ruin they're going to let taxpayers cover private religious schools. Hmm. That's a huge step in the wrong direction. Um, and what that could, what slippery slope could fall from there, who knows? But that's kind of the uh, scary thing. The Freedom from Religion Foundation said, based on the questions, the Supreme Court appears poised to read the Establishment Clause out of the Constitution entirely. Huh. They could not even acknowledge Maine's legitimate interest in providing students with a secular education. So lots of scary things, uh, but that case happened this week because there's a conservative supermajority on the court. Hmm. Um, it doesn't look good. Again, there are ways out. There are ways they could rule on this without affecting everybody, but worst case scenario here is they're going to make a rule that says in any state that offers taxpayer funding to public schools mm -hmm. like or private schools in some exceptions you also have to include religious schools in the mix yeah. which means you would be taxpayers would be subsidizing faith-based bigotry in some cases because some of the schools that are under consideration here in maine mm -hmm. they teach that homosexuality is a sin yep they teach creationism taxpayers should not be funding that stuff mm -hmm. it could happen now Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Here's some happy news if you want it. Okay. I don't know if this is happy. This is me being an asshole because of COVID again. Right. Um, but I don't feel bad about it. Okay. And that's my problem. I um, had somebody attack me on Twitter because apparently I wish people dead. So we're on the right track. Yeah. We're on the same track here. Um, who has COVID now? Ooh. It's Joshua Feuerstein. <gasps> Really? Josh, hate preacher. This is the guy that became famous for... Uh, complaining about Starbucks having red cups over winter. Yeah. Um, and he's like, like the this, red hat. He yeah, and like he's Fred like Durst. the same Jesus-y enough. Yes. Fred Durst hat yeah. in his vertical videos. Yes. yes, yes. How could I forget? Uh, there was he, videos. This is like 10 years ago now. That was a while ago. Since then, he's also complained about McDonald's having rainbow uh, fry boxes during oh, Pride Week. I do remember that. that Pride Week. We only, they only got a week. I know. 
Um, so he complains about all this, but here's here's an interesting one. This past August, uh, during a, uh, I think one of those right-wing America's Revival conferences, oh boy. he said to the crowd, you don't have to wear the mask. Well, you got Jesus. Well, you don't need the vaccine. No. You got Jesus. Sir. He has said on his social media, church groups that require negative COVID tests for Mm -hmm. entry to conferences, they're cowards. He bragged about being unvaccinated. He offered to sign religious exemption forms for anyone coming to his church who didn't want to get vaccinated. That was him? Yeah, there's many, but he's one of them. So he's done all of this. And here's the thing. Of course, he did not announce to the world. That he got COVID. Uh, How do we know that? How do we know we that? We know because he was supposed to deliver a guest sermon in Tennessee um, at a place called Patriot Church, which is oh, this Christian nationalism there. central, and he couldn't make it. And so the pastor delivered a sermon to an online audience of like four. <laughs> um, but Pastor Ken Peters, at the beginning of the sermon, he basically tells this crowd, look, I know you're all excited to see Josh Feuerstein. Um, But he had to call me at the last second to cancel. Here's what he said. Uh, Pastor Joshua Feuerstein was supposed to be our preacher. And he called in last moment because he might have got the thing. (gasps) You know, the thing. He might have got that thing. Oh, God. Why does he keep saying thing? And so he's packing the droxy and the ivermectin. So we want to keep him and his family in prayers. Why did he say it like such an asshole? Uh-huh, because that's he ha- Patriot Church. He thinks he has the thing, and he's, say it again, he's packing. He didn't want to say Josh has COVID. Of course. Right? So he's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's got packing- the thing, and he's packing the droxy. The droxy, that's Hydroxychloroquine. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Josh oh, brother. has not said anything on social media. I have to imagine that was an... In- unintentional slip-up yeah. by saying that out loud. Bad day for Josh, is eh? Man, Yeah. Oh, boy. All is right, he, listen, is it, if you is, are a good Christian Josh who listens to this show, let us know who you are so we can clear your name. I don't think there are any. I've not met many good Joshes, let alone many uh, good Christian Joshes. <laughs> uh, let's... <laughs> and, okay, one more while we're on the subject oh, of yeah. vaccines. Franklin Graham, the evangelist, he's actually been one of the good oh, yeah. evangelicals when it comes to vaccines. Um this is a guy with like gazillion million followers on Facebook. He said earlier this year, I have been vaccinated. I urge you to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He said on Facebook, this is nine months ago, I have been asked my opinion about the vaccine by the media and others. I have even been asked if Jesus were physically walking on earth now, would he be an advocate for vaccines? And my answer was that blah, blah, blah. I would have to say, yes, hey. I think Jesus would advocate for as if All right, Frankie. as if an endorsement from your imaginary friend is the best reason to get vaccinated. Listen, OK, I will take it. Right. In. My, my reaction to I, I will I will take it if that's all you got. He yeah. also added my wife and I both had the vaccine. And at 68 years old, I want to get as many more miles out of these old bones as possible. Fine. Good for you. Sure. Here's the thing. He got so much backlash from the white evangelical crowd for saying all that, uh-huh. but he's he's stuck to it in subsequent months. He keeps saying, yeah, go get vaccinated. Uh-huh. It's fine. I think it's finally wearing on him because uh, this week, after Oklahoma's attorney general sued the Biden administration over a vaccine mandate for military and federal, uh, federal employees, uh-huh. so they sued the Biden administration. Franklin Graham says, 
I support the vaccine, and I thank God for it. I believe it is saving lives. But I don't agree, <laughs> but I don't support the government mandating it and trying to exert so much control. We're never going to get out of this pandemic, Yeah, which, we? to put that another way, he supports getting vaccinated, Franklin Graham, uh-huh. but he opposes pressuring people to get vaccinated, which means a lot of people won't get vaccinated, Sounds like which s- means the virus is going to continue to spread and mutate, which ultimately makes the vaccines less useful for all of us is Franklin Graham on the side of the vaccines or the virus? I no longer can tell. Because you can't say I'm for the vaccine, but also I kind of want the virus to keep spreading and mutating. And who cares about your vaccine? Well, you can't pick a side. I mean, vaccines are a thing that unfortunately for us all only really work when everybody gets it. And therefore, like we the won't in- go to the hospital most likely because we have the vaccine, but it can spread and mutate. And a variant could very well override the power of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So we could be affected yeah. if we're vaccinated. And I would be furious if I died. I have a vacation coming up. What if your last words were, damn you, Josh Duggar? Well, Josh Duggar didn't give he's me the virus. Yeah, he's, he's one, one of one them. Of but them. I would probably rather say, like, fuck you, Donald Trump or Ted Cruz or Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell. One of the many, many, many people I blame for this we all. need a nice phrase that just encompasses... All of them. Fuck y'all, all y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me. I think that's Eminem. <laughs> yes. Uh, Why and would also, I do that? No, I, I was going to say, you up. sound like the guy saying I'm packing the Droxy. <laughs> You're just mad because I'm such a talented rapper. That is exactly it. A lot of rappers with strong Chicago accents, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my point is never take science advice from a creationist, yeah. it's never going to end well. I would argue, don't take science advice from anybody unless you see them physically wearing a lab coat and you, <laughs> s- and you can see their framed credentials on the wall. And even if them, no, even, even then, if then, I don't know anymore. I don't fucking know. Dr. Oz is running for Senate. Doesn't matter oh what God. your degree is. Did we is. talk about that at all? Um, did that just happen this week? You know what? That one didn't make my list. Are you but kidding? I did... Only sorry, because, I didn't mean to yell at you, Hammett. You do a lot of work on this podcast, <laughs> and I do very little. I did see a headline that's in the Christian Post, which is generally like not the worst. They're just rehashing articles. It's center right, but, but yeah. They had, a, they had a headline that said, why Christians should be, I'm going off memory, why Christians should be leery of Dr. Oz running for Senate or something. And the answer, well, he comes from a Muslim family, even though he's not. No. But you know, that's kind of brown. Listen, this is going to be Caitlyn Jenner all over again. Like, yes, I think Dr. Oz is a villain, but not because he's Muslim. He is a villain who is Muslim. Just because I, just like I think. Who's not even. He's like an offshoot Sufism or something. Like, he's not even a practicing Muslim. (laughs) They're just like, well, his first name is Mehmet. I was just about to ask him his first name. You know, you know, wink. Are Mehmet and Hemet. (laughs) Connected names, or don't do they you just dare rhyme? Drag me into I'm just wondering. Circles. I don't know the etymology of your name. I'm a linguistic person. I have no idea. Probably. Jesus, My name first appeared in Shakespeare. If you were wondering. <laughs> Actually, it's interesting that um, somebody told me that's probably not the case. It's just the first time that appeared in writing because so much stuff in the 16th century was like not written down. It was all in the oral your tradition. Name so is it's a lie. So <laughs> it's very likely that before the Merchant of Venice, somebody else's name Jessica, but that's just the first time in popular memory that we knew, and that's how the <laughs> dictionaries have to define things like that. You understand linguistics. I absolutely... 
Uh, do you want to talk about this video <laughs> yeah. that appeared on TikTok? Yeah. yeah, my friend sent it to me. I think the second it was published, my friends just have a sixth sense about things that will just bring me a lot of joy. Um, and it was a TikTok of like just a random white dude. Named a- Nick. Named Nick. Um, he throws his arm around the man next to him, pulls him in, and it's Joel Osteen. And he says... You know, man, you're a real big piece of shit or something. Did I get it right? You got it pretty right. Yeah, Nick must have found Joel Osteen somewhere or coincidentally Just ran, ran into, into him. him. In the street would be. And he's, I think what he did is he said, can I get a picture with you or take a video of you and show my friends? This and man. Joel agreed to it. Uh-huh. And when they're in, Nick says to him, hey, man, you know you're a piece of shit, right? Joel Osteen laughs it off and then slowly walks away. Oh, and as, as after he's off camera... Nick turns to the camera. He's like, he knows. He knows. That was, his comic timing was very good. And it, you know, it's very rare that I praise a white man on this podcast. <laughs> so I really hope Nick appreciates the the louding that I'm giving him. Um, I, my friend sent it to me and I showed everybody I knew immediately. I was in public, showed several people in my immediate vicinity, <laughs> most of whom I did not know that well. Um yeah, it made me happy, and then him and I got in a fight on text because <laughs> he sucks. Yeah, I, I forgot if we talked about this last week. I'll get back to the video in a second. Did we talk about the money that was found in his church? No, I can't remember. no, 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 we haven't. So here's the backstory there. Uh, like, Cause I, I don't know I, what's going on. Uh, here's what happened. Several years ago, maybe 2014-ish, yeah, at Lakewood Church in Texas, which is a huge mega church, Joel Osteen is the pastor. It's one of the largest in the nation. Yep. It's so big that they basically bought out wherever the Houston Rockets used to play oh. their basketball arena. I've been there. I did it when I was doing I Sold My Soul on eBay. Oh, like, yeah. I went there. I remember you going down there. I got three-point line seats. It was great. Um, <laughs> but someone in 2014 must have broken into a safe inside the church and stolen $600,000. Oh, stolen. Uh, that's cash, that's checks, that is envelopes with credit card information. And what we found out is that represents one weekend's income for the church with tithe money. So six hundred grand oh, in a weekend. my God. <laughs> Why don't we have a mega church? Uh, you, you buy the basketball arena. I'll take care of everything else. Well, um, they're moving Soldier Field out of uh, Chicago. Maybe we could take true. that over. Do you think that's our numbers? <laughs> Get on that and find out the cost. What's this we'll, new blog we'll you're going to be on? It and, yeah. <laughs> pays you a billion dollars a year, right? <laughs> we'll get the Joe Rogan deal. We'll, we'll be good. Um, Can you imagine? I, also interesting, Lakewood Church had insurance for exactly that sort of thing, tied sure. money being stolen. So they didn't lose any money here, but also that money was gone. And people's credit card information might have been compromised. Sure. It was bad. No one was ever arrested in conjunction with that theft, which is weird. I mean, 2014 happened a while ago. No one ever found it. There was a reward. I think the church said we'll offer $5,000 for anyone who could give us information. There's a local crime. They already have $600,000. They don't need an additional $5,000. I think Joel Osteen looked under his office chair (laughs) and he's like, what can I find here? Here, here's the reward. And then, like, a local crime-stopping unit was like, well, at 20000 we want to figure this out. Oh. But no one ever claimed it. No one ever figured it out. Um, and then, last month, there was a weird little update to this story. Uh, a plumber was called in to deal with a loose toilet in the church. So, fine, whatever, that happens. And what had to happen is he had to remove the toilet from the wall itself mm-hmm. to fix the problem. And he found that behind the wall, 
not like in the toilet part, no. but like behind the wall. Yeah. There was a bunch of envelopes like with money. Shoving the piping, it. I assume. Yeah, I think so. With the piping in the background, oh, that area, God. someone had hidden. I guess all these envelopes. It wasn't six hundred thousand dollars, but it was a hell of a lot of it. We only know all this because a morning show radio host said something like, "What's the weirdest thing you've ever found?" <gasps> this guy calls in and says, "You'll never guess where I had to go last week." This plumber. No. Yeah, here's what the plumber and says. And that guy listens to Drive Time. Good to good yeah, for right? him. <laughs> 100.3, the bull. Um, <laughs> the plumber calls in. There was a loose toilet in the wall, and we removed the tile. We went to go remove the toilet, and I moved some insulation away, and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, oh, wow. We don't know how much money wow. it was. I will say the caller's... During that call, he's like, I'm a little miffed because I reported the fact that I found that money to the authorities. Uh-huh. I didn't take it for myself. But and they he's gave like, him like the five grand, right? No. What? The the Crime Stopper people yeah. said, well, the statute of limitations on this has passed its expiration date. So we're not giving so money. Fucking I, crime do stoppers? Think, I do think you guys are the one who set that wait, deadline. Wait, what? I think there was an update like yesterday where maybe the church and or the crime stopper people did end up giving this guy like a $20,000 reward, okay. but also only after public pressure. But anyway, the story from the past week for Joel Osteen has been, this guy has a shit ton of money just hiding in the yeah. building. Who would have done that? How would someone have known to just hide money. How do you get access to that? Why would you hide money in the building? Does Joel Osteen know something about this? For the record, I don't think he does. No, I don't think so either because I can't, I mean, I'm Why not. Why would you do that? Yeah, I, I cannot find a positive for that. And the only way I would say it was probably Joel Osteen is if it was all cash in the wall <laughs> and they reported and got the insurance money for the missing right. money and then laundered again, the rest back in. He's wealthy. The church Nobody has steal money. steal that idea. Unless you're stealing from a church, <laughs> in which case, go fucking nuts. I don't care. But yeah, well, like, was it a church member? It what is it? Was it a church staffer? It must who would be have a staffer. Who that? else would have gotten back there? But then why was the money there for like seven years? May that person die. And by the way, it's also this is possible. A classic pirate it's situation. It's also possible someone stole the money and we're talking about a different stash of money. We're all just assuming this is the money that was stolen several years ago. Oh. So anyway, all of this is in the background and we get back to Nick and his video. He finds Joel Osteen or comes across him on the street. Yeah. He's like, Joel, can I get a picture with you? Joel Osteen comes to take the picture mm-hmm. and Nick says, you know, you're full of shit, right? You know you're a piece of Boy, shit, right? Boy, so good. And so here's the reason, here's the reason we're fighting over this. Because, like, I get where that sentiment comes from. Um, oh, by the way, I didn't even get to this. What? Why else do people hate Joel Osteen? Because when the pandemic began, his church, the biggest church in the country that makes 600 grand in a weekend, yeah. back in 2014... They received $4.5 million in PPP loans because they're like, we need help to pay our staff. Mm-hmm. And only after public pressure did they say to the, I think, Houston Chronicle, yeah, we're we're repaying that. Well, and not to mention Hurricane Harvey. Hurricane Let's never, Harvey. Hashtag never forget Hurricane Next Harvey. Next on the list, when people were trying to escape from Hurricane Harvey, you would think they could hide out in the basketball it arena. A stadium, Plenty yeah. of space. And no, the doors were closed mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, so he was blasted for not opening his church during mm-hmm. an emergency situation. He did offer at first some reasonable excuses like, well, we were worried about the draining and whether people would be in danger in here. 
but it was very quickly. I'm sure he's very worried about uh, that. Yeah, it didn't take long for them to be like, yeah, we could pay for some cots and shit, so get in here. <laughs> so, okay, he gets criticized for legit reason. The reason the video rubbed me the wrong way is like, okay, so you got this guy on camera, and I get why it goes viral, but like, you have him there, <laughs> and your thing is, haha, you suck. Like, if you saw Donald Trump right now, and you, you got him on video to say something, and your thing is like, hey, Donald Trump, you hold up your middle finger or something. I know why that would go viral, but also, what does that accomplish? I don't know. Uh, well, okay, but what he doesn't have to be accomplishing anything. He Schadenfreude is a real thing that we <laughs> all experience, and I want to watch something ter- somebody terrible feel bad about themselves for a second. That and is, I think I get this. I will also, give you that. I will I, give you that. I think... I, I cannot remember a time I've seen Joel Osteen step outside of either a friendly meet, like one time mm-hmm. maybe where he steps outside Christian circles mm-hmm. or a fawning media bubble to promote one of his books. Like last time I can remember that happening is like a decade ago mm-hmm. on like Larry King Live when they were like, so what do you think about gay marriage and stuff? And he's like, I don't have thoughts about any of this. And it just was a bad a answer. Hero. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing about this is well, this, I've never seen anyone tell him he's a piece of shit to his face. Yeah. And I don't know how often he gets told that to his face because he can he has enough money to hide from people who are not his fans. Yeah. So I'll give it, you that. So it sounds like you're agreeing with me is what I'm hearing. But I also like what what does that do? That the same my fear, reason I think we should if you ever see a Nazi, you should punch him in the face. It's the <laughs> same reason I think if you ever see Joel Osteen on the street, you should call him a piece of shit. Because both things are deserved <laughs> and both things bring joy to the universe. <laughs> I'm so afraid. I haven't seen this yet. I am afraid someone's gonna be like, he's one of the least harmful Christian preachers in the country, and yet he gets treated badly. So, like, look, they're out to get all Christians. They think all Christians are shit. They're going after this guy. Look at their arguments. Look at the best argument they have. It's like someone saying, I'm an atheist because religion is a mental illness. It's like, there's shades here. You gotta watch your language. If you're saying he's a piece of shit without substance, they're just gonna be like, look, they're persecuting him. They have no actual substantive criticism to throw his way. That's what I'm worrying about. Can I counter I have again? Not, yes. I haven't seen that. But that is the thing I was like, oh, you're gonna make people sympathetic. No. Okay, so my my thought is that we should call truth to power. And that is an important thing to do. And Joel Osteen's truth is he's a piece of shit. And I I think it's the same thing of when people would confront Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the in, in a restaurant. And granted, and I want to be clear, I understand that Sarah Huckabee Sanders at that time was a an employee of the government, right? That Joel Osteen isn't his own little person. But like you're the one who always says, how come Democrats are, we all insist on going on going high when they go low, and now somebody goes low, and you're like, pearl-clutching on me. Except Joel Osteen doesn't do that the other way. He's not the... He's Some not- would say that being anti-gay people and letting people die during a fucking hurricane is pretty shitty, haven't? Yes. 
Fair and granted, point. he isn't overseeing a place that actively promotes like pedophilia or whatever. But do you think that they espouse good feminist values no. or good values for queer people or good no, values no, no. for people of color? Do you think they're ultimately helping w- the world? Or do you think this and motherfucker wish, should be called a piece of shit to his fucking face? I wish it would have said you're a piece of shit because you don't espouse those things. He's not going to stay around uh. long enough. Oh, he could have. You had him on camera. No, no. I thought, look, if I were him. Is that going to change anything? No, nothing's going to change anything. So what are you complaining about? Here's what I think, like, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to generate sympathy for Osteen. Osteen heard him say, you're a piece of shit, right? He's like, "Ah, ha, 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 and just slowly walks away, doesn't confront the dude, doesn't say anything, walks away. That's happened to every fucking celebrity in the known universe. That's exactly what it is. And those celebrities, when they get called a piece of shit like that, any celebrity, and they just are like, all right, man, have a good one. And they leave. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the way to handle it. I I don't want them giving him sympathy. Joel Osteen doesn't deserve sympathy. Hey, man, you've never been to therapy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something that I learned in therapy. You can't change anything besides yourself. I cannot make you do anything or want to do anything or react in a way. However, I can say things to you, and that's all I can do. How you respond is then your business. This man, I think, in his heart of hearts... Osteen? No, 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 Nick. Nick. My close personal friend, Nick. Mm -hmm. This man believed that Osteen needed to hear that he was a piece of shit. (laughs) And you know what? He let go and he let God. Because he told (laughs) Joe Osteen, and he didn't physically restrain him. He didn't rail at him. He just said... You're a piece of shit. He walked away and he goes, he knows. This man is the winner of 2021 okay. in a year of losers. <laughs> Here's the question. I, you've seen these pictures. I've seen these pictures of uh, when Trump was president and he's driving wherever it is he goes. And there's like one lone person holding a sign yeah. that says whatever. Fuck Go you, fuck Trump. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Does that help or does that mean, is it just one of those like, you're not helping? Because I, I always thought, like, I, think, I like it, but also you're not helping. I think, Hammett, when you... I want the media to ...weigh him. things in terms of, like, is this thing happen, is it good or bad? Like, things like that. Yes, of course, one person holding up is... That person who biked to work and flicked off Trump, like, yeah, as right. they passed their motorcade. Yeah. Did that change anything? No, but it ga- it gives people... Like us, the sense of, God, there's other people out there who also <laughs> think these people are idiots and lunatics and pieces I think, of shit. And I think I'm you're glad right. somebody said that to I his face. I think that's the reason it went viral, because a lot of people agree with Nick, and they were like, it's nice to see someone say it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, all I there is. There. And I don't think there is going to... It, it wasn't... It wasn't accusatory and it wasn't violent. So I don't think the concern, even, I mean, the most pearl clutching conservatives certainly can find something to be mad about. But like, he didn't assault the dude. Like, he just gave he just him shit. It. He kind of razzed him. Honestly, yes. Yes. I have said meaner things to him and on this podcast tonight than he said to, and to Joel Everyone Osteen. should be sympathetic toward me. <laughs> but still, I, I don't, I think, I think it's fine. I think it will be ultimately a nothing burger, but certainly net positive at least for me on that day and listen sometimes you need to open up your phone and watch a dude call another rich white dude as shithead like sometimes that's just what you need to get through your day and Hemet, it got me through my day very nice uh let's talk about madison cawthorn 
the oh, uh, Christian nationalist politician. Oh, Devin Nunez is retiring. Did you hear about that? Yeah, to run Trump's media. Oh, outlet. it's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's going to be such a fucking mess. Go ahead. He's pro- your thing. There's got to be a better reason you're get. He's getting out of Congress than like I want to work with Trump. There's no way that's the real reason. Money. Don't you think he's going to make a zillion times more money in? You think Trump's going to pay him? I think he thinks Trump is going to. There's got to be an ul- ulterior motive. I just don't know what it is yet. Anyway. Uh, Madison Cawthorn, the the Christian nationalist congressman who hired staffers not because he wanted legislative help, but he just wanted a communications team. Mm. So I think they wrote him a speech to deliver after the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade case was heard last week. And one of the things he basically referred to abortion as a silent genocide that has slipped beneath the conscience of America. But here's the thing that got people worked up after, besides the fact that it's just an anti-abortion speech. And he's an Tell asshole. me what stands out to you here. Uh, precious works of our creator, formed and set apart, meet death before they breathe life. Eternal souls woven into earthen vessels, sanctified by almighty God and endowed with the miracle of life, are denied their birth by a nation that was born in freedom. Earthen vessels is the thing that a lot of people picked up on. Uh, did you just refer to women as earthen vessels? Oh, I see what we're doing here. Okay, I was listening to some, like, I was listening for something else. Okay. Yeah, so they were like, <sighs> did Madison Cawthorn just refer to women as, like, basically vessels for babies oh. and not independent? The only reason I bring that up is because there were so many people reacting, using that against him. You could find it now. Search for Earth and Vessels. It's all a reference to him and his speech and what he thinks about women. Except I hate doing this. That's not what he was saying. Right. There is a biblical reference in uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, which basically describes all humans as earthen vessels. It's kind of like saying we're all mortal souls. It's very poetic. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean women carry babies. It means they're just, they're finite beings compared to an infinite God. So yeah. Ugh, I, there are so many things to despise about Madison right. Cawthorn. This ain't it. Yeah. Saying that he was referring to women as nothing more than vessels for the babies that he actually cares about. That's not what he was saying. And you're giving him a reason to say, look, they're just taking me out of context. Oh, yeah, they they're willfully me. misunderstanding uh, me. And they <laughs> hate me because they hate you, Christians. Well, and all I, that yeah, stuff. I would He's say. He's a sexual predator, by the way, Madison Cawthorn. Oh, I forgot he was a sexual predator. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, I think of the reasons to be mad at Madison Cawthorn. The fact that the Bible uses some clumsy metaphors is not the reason for it. Like, it, whatever. He was trying to be fucking Shakespearean. You know what I mean? <laughs> he like, was. He, he was trying to sound fancy. Yeah. Set earthen vessels. In I, order I mean, to promote thing. forced birth and like, yeah, right. rape victims no, don't care. I want to be very clear. He does think that. He does think women are nothing but incubators for babies that they may or may not be conceiving. That's how he treated women in college. That's how he treats everybody. So, A, I don't know, like, even if he, even if he meant that literally, it's like, yeah, he's just repeating a thing he said in other words, and be like, let's not, let's not dig into the dirt on poetic language. How about that? <laughs> let's talk about this pastor. Here's an interesting show. There's an HBO series called We're Here. It's in its second season. And basically, it's a group of drag stars. I mm. think they were part of RuPaul's show. 
Um, and they go yeah, around. Yeah, my friends are very into this show. <laughs> they go to small town America, give someone a drag makeover. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a and way not to necessarily also... men either. Yeah. Like it's pretty gender neutral is my understanding. And they give those people a chance to share their stories. Well, earlier in November, one of the people they highlighted was a pastor named Craig Duke. And they figured he was a good subject for this one small town, Indiana. This is a pastor oh. whose daughter had come out as pansexual a couple years ago. Yay. And he is personally LGBTQ supportive. Yay. So he's, uh, he's the pastor of Newburgh United Methodist Church. The Methodist Church right now is kind of in a schism over sure. what to do about same-sex couples and things like I that. I want to say right now, you didn't, I don't want to know what happens yet, but you didn't prompt this with, do you want to hear a happy story? So I'm understanding. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting this to take a turn for the worse any second. Interesting prediction. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things he said as the episode aired, there are very few people of faith saying anything truthful about how God feels about gay people, and it's all unconditional love. And his daughter said, I'm really thankful they chose my dad. I don't mm-hmm. think that the judgment of her father being a pastor could ever put a damper on how positive an experience it was for my family and those around us. Mm-hmm. So basically, they told this guy's story. They dressed him up in drag. They, I, he performed something on the show. He said it was a wonderful experience to be yeah. on the show. Uh, the episode aired November 8th. As far as I can tell, the reception mm-hmm. was really positive. The only people that did not like it oh God. were the people at the church. Don't say. Uh-huh. His own, oh no, his own church? His actual his real life church? His own actual real life no, church. No, it, no. Uh, there's a GoFundMe page that explains the following. Craig's participation in the show caused so much turmoil in the church that he was serving at the time and ultimately led to him being, quote, relieved of pastoral duties at that church. Craig will continue this with poor a... poor sweet man. Yeah, he will continue with a significantly reduced salary until <gasps> no later than February 28th. Oh, go fuck yourselves. And then that's it. Now, I think they were trying to raise maybe $10,000 or something. They raised, as of like last week, like forty two. I can go check right now where it's at right now. Um, it's at 58000 right now. And so people are raising money mm-hmm. for this guy because they support what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the church, here's what really stood out. There's no explanation on the church's website that this, what they did I mean, to this Jesus, guy. Do you need them to spell it out, Hammond? Well, they did. The superintendent, which is the technical title for the, that area's Methodist church, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Gieselman, sent out a statement to church members who were like, where did my pastor go? And here's what he said to them. I've received numerous calls and emails that are highly critical of Craig's actions And I've received numerous messages of support for him. In such a polarized climate, our main intent is to foster an environment in which both this church and the Duke family can move forward in grace. While there's a diversity of opinion regarding the moral implications of his actions, like they're saying he didn't do anything legally wrong, he didn't violate our bylaws or anything, but they basically said... It's causing division, so oh. we're going to let him go. So they're both sizing his firing. Uh, all priests matter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So basically, the bigots have a point, and so do the Christ is love people. Yeah, so who am I equal supposed to weight, yeah, That's the Methodist church What would for Jesus you. do? Yeah. So That's too bad. I hope it? he lands on his feet. Where Do you know off the top of your head where in Indiana? Uh, was it Evansville? Oh. I cannot remember. Evansville Don't take my word on that. is a part of the world I know. Um, I'm I've... trying to look really quick if I could see the name of where he was at. I don't know. 
Um, but it's Newburg United Methodist Church, wherever that is. Yeah. So, yeah. Sad, uh, man. Yeah. Evansville is, like, way... Sorry, I could be wrong. I just made that uh, up. Well, if it is, it's, like, way southern Illinois. I have a friend who's from there. Or, excuse me, southern Indiana, obviously. Um, While you are looking that up, no, I that's am it. going to talk about Gun Girl. Uh, if you live in MAGA world, you may have seen Caitlin Bennett on Fucking, a bunch of memes. Why does Caitlin Bennett keep coming up? Yes. She used to work for InfoWars with Alex Jones. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought she was like a brand new college graduate. When does she have She's, a job? Yeah. Well, that's where you go after you graduate from college. Did she go to college? I don't know. I'm She's basically been a purveyor of misinformation and right-wing MAGA well, stuff for yeah, years. Yeah, but she's hot and she holds rifles, so the MAGAs love her. and yes. Well, she's classically good-looking. Okay, so she put out a video this week. Caitlin, C-A-I-T? Uh, K-A-I-T. Uh, she put out a video this week where she announced for the first time that she is no longer an atheist. She was an atheist? That's exactly the point. That's what I wondered. I'm like, when was she? What? I didn't see her at the meetings. I don't remember her ever saying it. Like, oh, she's... she went to Kent State. Okay. Public school, right? Like Ohio. So uh, she yeah. went there and then became radicalized at some point. Yeah. Now spreads misinformation wherever she goes. But here's the thing. She said, I'm no longer an atheist. She told the story of how her husband, who's an incredibly devout Catholic Uh, He wanted to get married in the church, so they did. Uh So they got married last year in the church. But then, according to the video, I'm paraphrasing because this is a long video. One day her cat got sick, so she prayed to St. Francis of Assisi, who's like the patron saint of, I don't know, sick cats. cats. (laughs) And then her cat got better. Therefore, everything the Catholic Church says is true, and she's not an atheist. I have no notes, Caitlin. Your logic (laughs) is sound and perfect. (laughs) And so it's like, first of all, yeah, the Catholic Church can totally have you. (laughs) Right, right. We're not running back after you. Yeah, it's okay. like this, this is very like, you can't fire me, I quit. But but in reality, you worked here? <laughs> like, that's what it feels like to I me. Was, I listened to the whole video. I'm like, what? how were you an atheist? Is this one of those like Lee Strobel, Kirk Cameron, I was an atheist? I think so. I where would, it's like, you just didn't think about religion. You I thought about other stuff. I would bet you anything that's what it that's is. That's what I figured it was. She says that like... I think she said in the video she has told people at conferences and stuff when they said, you're a Christian, that's why you're like this. She's like, I'm not. Cause, I'm Because that's what people say to other people. Right, at mega conferences and Right, stuff, exactly. Of all places. <laughs> yeah, people, but also, if they agree with you, they're not going to also call out why they think you agree with them. <laughs> they're just going to be like, you agree They will say you're a piece of shit, not you're a piece of shit for the following reasons. <laughs> right. Um, she said... Uh, she got married in the church. But here's the thing. You can't get married in the church if one of you is openly atheist unless you basically agree to raise your kids as Catholics at the very least. Yeah, that's um, true. So someone was lying or someone was totally fine with the Catholic church as an atheist. So that's interesting. Uh, I also want to point out... That bitch has never referred to herself as an atheist. <laughs> I guarantee to you. There are old tweets in her timeline where she's urging people to pray, implying that she is praying herself, which is weird. Yeah. As an atheist. Most atheists don't ask other people for, for their prayers. But what, what, haven't, where the fuck do I know? She said, uh, <laughs> she said she grew up with a fear of hell and Satan, like all atheists. Uh-huh. Um, she said, if I just call myself an atheist, it'll make all of that go away, <laughs> which is not how anything works. Nope. 
Uh, but whatever. She's a Catholic now, and you know what one of her tweets this year was that made me laugh? Tell me. If you wear a mask because you want to and not because you're forced to, you're part of a superstitious religious cult. And now she's a Catholic. I mean, come on. Genuinely, genuinely, like, religious arguments come down to, I do this thing. If you do this thing, then you're part of a cult. Like, it's so, like, like any group of people can be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink water. Oh, you're in the wa- the cult of water drinking. That's yeah. what I thought. Oh, you're bisexual. Oh, the cult of bisexuality. Like, no, ma'am, you're the only one in a cult because you're accusing people of things. And that is a Uh, wild thing to do. So anyway, the Catholic Church can have her. Yeah. Uh, No one's Fucking, I will put a bow on her bad hair (laughs) and they can keep her Uh, like Alexis. David Barton, uh, the Christian pseudo-historian. I hate David Barton. Now, I know we're really backlit in this podcast, but I really hate David Barton because I think people who are perverted about history are monsters. And they're all taking their cues from this guy uh, because everything he says is like, let me tell you what the founding father said, and then he opens up the Bible and picks a verse. Yes. Um, And this week, he said on his radio show, he has this opinion of the Second Amendment, that it means everyone can have anything they want. Yeah, that's why I have a tank parked out back. Well, speaking of which, fuck off. He really? has he has said the Second Amendment in the past uh, gives us the right to own personal tanks. What about nuke? He gets. Thank you. You're welcome. You're ahead of me. Uh, he said during his show this week, the founding fathers believed that the people should be able to have enough arms in place to be able to remind their government, "You don't want to mess with us." Uh, well. If all we've got is pea shooters and they've got 50 caliber machine guns, that's not the point of the Second Amendment. I don't want to see my neighbor stockpile nuclear bombs. I don't want to see it. But I don't care if he has one because he should have the same rights as the government. I I don't care care if my neighbor has has a nuclear weapon as long as he has that defensive concept that he will never use that unless it's being used against him. Well, sir, can I tell you what happens when you set off a nuclear weapon? It doesn't matter if it's against somebody. It destroys everybody, you lunatic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the same people who clearly can't handle guns because we know they can't because we've seen what happens. David Barton says, well, they should. If the government can have a nuclear bomb, if the government gets a nuclear bomb, you can get a nuclear bomb. He did include a caveat that you should have to go through training to operate your nuclear bomb. (laughs) <laughs> like you can't give it to anybody. There yeah, have to be that some would, rules. That would be lunacy, Hammond. Uh, but after that, I don't know if a gay person makes you mad and you want to nuke them. Okay, says Barton. I have access to some horses. I wonder how hard it would be to start a cavalry. <laughs> hey, if they can start militias on a whim in like Michigan, then you can start a cavalry with your horse. And that Listen, is the I think thing you've said this podcast. <laughs> is it is it that or I have access to horses? Because I thought that would really call me out for sure. Yes. <laughs> access to horses. What a twat. <laughs> and uh, last thing, just a quick shout out. Canada passed a law parliament. Like they got it passed to ban yes. conversion therapy. Yes, this has been popping off on our uh, yeah. Facebook group. So uh, they got it done. They've been trying to do this for years. They could never get it through the, all the hurdles news. in time. But after, I think, uh, Justin Trudeau called like a snap election and they got the parliament and nothing uh-huh. changed, 
they got this one done. And more importantly, it passed in the House and Senate there unanimously. Like, for even with the political, what we would call the political right or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone wanted to be against this bill for political reasons. How even do if they we get agree. those guys down here? Uh, yeah. Hey, Canada, do you want to come <laughs> down to the U.S.? No one's taking us up on that. I mean... We we have, have healthcare for some of you, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna start the healthcare, and that didn't go great. We have beaches, which Canada does not have. And do I go to them? <laughs> no, but it's one nice thing we have. We colonize some really beautiful Listen, tropical you islands. You can have Idaho. It's fine. Take Listen, it. Listen, you know how I feel about Idaho, <laughs> and how I feel about Idaho is good. Especially after watching that, if. We watched. We talked about it last week. If you have not watched Twas the Fight Before Christmas <laughs> and you need to be filled with righteous anger against, and I'm not exaggerating, one of the worst human beings I have ever seen documented in my entire life, it's on Apple Plus, I think. I would recommend it. It genuinely, like, we finished it. My husband was like, I'm stressed out right now. And I was, like, physically anger sweating. Go ahead. I forgot I had so many stories. I had to bring one to the next column. But this is the last one. Uh, The Diocese of Marquette in Michigan, uh, they apparently, it is in Michigan. Uh, There is another Marquette elsewhere. But they basically uh, have issued a policy. It seems they're the first in the nation to do this, instructing all of their priests to deny baptism, confirmation, communion, all those things that are very important to believing Catholics, oh, no. to deny it to trans people. <gasps> oh, no. The Catholic Church has not issued this like blanket rule against that. Yeah. But they said, unless you have repented, you are not, like, unless those trans people have repented, they cannot access the important sacraments of the Catholic Church. Um, And again, they've already said, like, there was a big fight over what about politicians who are Catholic, like Joe Biden, but who support abortion rights. Should they get access to this stuff? And basically, the Catholic Church is like, you know what, we're not stepping into that one, even if individual uh, leaders may say one thing or another. As a church, we are not taking a stance on that. Pope's whole jam was to, like, take all of the stands in the entire fucking world (laughs) and be like, hey, what's up, nerds? I control all of y'all. Now you all have to do Latin. You have to do mass in Spanish now. Learn Spanish, motherfuckers. Uh, The policy apparently was released in July, but no one really noticed until this week when a pro-LGBTQ ally priest Mm. tweeted it out. He's like, this is a thing. Um, The Washington Post rightly points out that who's affected if you can't get baptized in the Catholic Church um, the policy is likely to impact non-Catholic adults trying to get baptized in the Catholic Church mm. uh, trans teens preparing for confirmation oh. children of Catholic migrants who are not baptized as infants because their parents mm. are moving around that's who's impacted by this and a lot of people were like I, we can't recall any other diocese taking a firm stance not just a recommendation, not yeah. just one priest saying I'm doing this or not doing this. This is a diocese-wide policy. Part of me is like, if you're openly trans and you have a choice, why are you joining the Catholic Church? I know we've talked about this for gay people, too. It's so personal, though. I know. And like, yes, fundamentally, do I think it's sad that people want to be a part of an organization who rejects them in human being as human beings but also to support trans people is to support them participating in life as they see right. fit and if this is how they do it yeah i'll fight your fucking right to 
Go get communion. Yeah, I no, guess. that's the thing. I support your right to do it. I would genuinely hope if anyone is, I know we say this about abortion rights supporters and things like that too. If you belong to the Catholic church and you're disgusted by this policy, the way to react is to leave your church. I'm not saying you have to stop believing in God. Leave the church. Stop giving them your money. Find another church if you want to. Yeah, like but... if you're an ally you and you have a choice, then walk away. It's one thing if your family's pressuring you or sure. you got to keep up whatever. Well, also, like, I mean, Jesus, can you imagine being a fucking 13-year-old trans boy trying to show up to fucking church with his parents? Yeah. And then it's a whole fucking thing. Like, can you imagine? This is going to be terrible. So, and Diocese hopefully... of Marquette and maybe others. Who knows? All right. I'm done. I'm <laughs> duggered out for today. Um, I just want to say uh, details to come, but um, if you are in Montana in the greater Missoula area, um, I am going to be there and I'm planning a meetup on February 1st, which I know like February is not the month most people are happiest in Montana, mm-hmm. but um, that's where we're going to be there. Um, information to come. I'm not... I don't think there, we have a lot of fans in Missoula because it's not a terribly big city, but in Montana is a aggressively big state. So I, I doubt it's going to be a huge turnout, but, but I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. If you come from Idaho or whatever, I know for a fact, it's like two hours from salmon, maybe two hours, 15 from salmon, Idaho. You'll pass through the broken arrow and they have good Mexican food. I'm fucking telling you guys, there's good Mexican food in Idaho. If you know where to look. Wow, that was a stupid... I'm really tired. Okay. Um, <laughs> I You could find me at FriendlyAtheist.com, which is going to Patheos for the next few days, and then Jesus. somewhere else after yeah. that. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to, um, like, unremember the Patheos.com <laughs> slash FriendlyAtheist or whatever. I know, my, right? My thing. Um, you could find me on Twitter at Hemant Meta. I have a link to the Substack where I'll be posting things for a couple of weeks during that hiatus. So you're not just taking uh, two weeks off from writing? No, I can't. What? I don't know how to do that. It's been more than 10 years every day, and I don't know how to stop. I did it in the hospital when there was downtime when my kids were born because I just had to be there oh. and baby sleeping, wife sleeping. What do I do? All right, I'll blog. Okay, whatever. well, I have some shows I'm going to recommend to you because... What? I just feel like you could do Tell me in the bonus things episode. with your time <laughs> um, that are not, you know, spend, look at your children would be my first. No. Yeah, well, they're really fucking cute. <laughs> and I only know that from seeing your phone because you won't let me hang out with them. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm at Jess Blimke. Um, hey, I want to thank people uh, who earned from my shop over the holiday season. I've, I'm not taking any, uh, any more orders to be done by Christmas, but... I'm working on a lot of really fun projects. I did, Hemant, uh, remind me, I did a flying spaghetti monster um, cross-stitch from somebody, and it's, for somebody rather, and it's, not to brag, very good. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, that story's bitches got stitched done. If you want to put it in order, I am no longer guaranteeing again for Christmas, but I still make shit and, you know, all of that. Um, I think that's, that's all we'll I see have. see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.